I want to talk to these parents because there are some things that I just know from all these years of working with kids that I can say that are practical and hopefully helpful. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Psychology Today cites anxiety as the leading mental health problem around the world and one that is rising, especially among young people. After COVID, those numbers have surged. How do we support children and adolescents through anxiety? Our guest today has spent her life working to do just that. Author, counsellor and speaker Sissy Goff has been working with children and their parents at her practice for over 30 years. And anyone who's heard Sissy will already know that she has a disarming gentleness and kindness. She loves children, she respects them, and she isn't afraid to let them ask questions. She's helped countless families cope and navigate anxiety together. She's written over 13 books, including her latest, The Worry-Free Parent. And she's a frequent guest on media outlets such as Southern Living, NBC Nightly News, CNN, Good Morning America, and many more. She co-hosts with David Thomas the chart-topping podcast called Raising Boys and Girls, which I've had the privilege of being a guest on. We had such a wonderful conversation about children and books and hope and joy and life. Sissy shares with us very practical ways parents can speak with their children to ease their children's anxiety. And she encourages parents and grown-ups to be mindful of our own anxiety and to lead by example. And always to remember that even in the midst of the uncertainty and in a world that so often feels so scary and overwhelming, there's one thing that never ever changes. God is still king. And God is still our kind and wise and gentle and strong father. And last of all, Sissy shares the one particular book she uses to help children with anxiety and what happened when she had the immense privilege of spending time with grieving families in the wake of the Covenant school shooting in Nashville. She was able to use the Jesus Storybook Bible to help guide tough conversations about grief and to highlight, even in the middle of tragedy and terrible pain, God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. But I'll let her tell you that beautiful story. I know you'll be as moved as I was to hear it. So, without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Sissy Goff. My name is Sissy Goff, and I am the Director of Child and Adolescent Counseling at a place called Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee, where I have had the great honor of counseling kids and families for 30 years. Out of that work, have gotten to write some books and travel and speak to parents all over the country and also have my own podcast called Raising Boys and Girls that I do with my friend and co-worker, David Thomas. In all these years of counseling kids, the thing that I have seen hands down the most in the last five years was anxiety. And 
Because of that, I have written several books to help kids. And the longer I do this, the more I think who we are with the kids we love impacts their anxiety really probably more than anything else. And so I just decided I was ready to start to really help the parents with their own worry work because of that whole trickle down idea. Anxiety has an amazing ability to spread. And the more we can stop it when we are contributing to the source of it, I think the better for the kids that we love. There are things you can do at home that can change the course of things for you and for kids. It's a little bit like if you're looking at a piece of art and there's a gold frame around it and there are different things that jump out to you that you love in this art, if you were to take the gold frame off and all of a sudden put a black frame around it, things are going to look completely different. You're going to see different colors. You're going to notice different aspects of the artwork. And so what we're doing is we're taking these anxious thoughts and we're reframing them. For example, I sit with a lot of parents who are very aware of their own sense of anxiety and they say things like, it's all my fault or I'm making everything worse for her or him. Instead, a way to reframe that is to say, which I think is absolutely true, is the reason that you worry is because you're a really good parent. It's because you care deeply for these kids in your life. I'm an aunt and I get anxious. I'm more anxious about my nephews than anything else because I care so much. And so when we can flip the thought and look at it from a positive standpoint, I think it makes us honestly less anxious because we feel less pressure to get everything right. We're now looking at one in four kids dealing with anxiety. Girls are twice as likely one in three adolescents and one in three parents and women are twice as likely. And part of what I think is going on is there's just so much pressure to be a perfect parent now, more than there's ever been. And so I think when we can step back and put a different frame on those kind of worried thoughts that are positive and that we see that we're trying to do well by our kids and we're trying to love the kids in our lives, I think it can help take some of the sting out of it so we don't get tighter and tighter and sometimes angrier and angrier as a result of that anxiety. If a parent has anxiety, your kids are seven times more likely to deal with it themselves. And there is absolutely a genetic component to that is significant and has to do with nothing that we're doing in the moment with the child. But there are also parenting strategies that we use sometimes in trying to help kids because as a parent, your child's in distress and it feels like good parenting to remove the distress when in fact, none of us learn to work through anxiety if we're not doing the things that make us anxious. Part of our brain that takes over for any of us when we're anxious is the amygdala that is the fight or flight region of our brain. And when we're having a conversation, we have blood flowing throughout all of our brain, including the prefrontal cortex that helps us think rationally and manage our emotions. And when we get anxious, the blood vessels in our brains constrict and shift the blood flow straight back to that amygdala. And so none of us are in this rational place when our amygdala gets tripped. And so Basically, when we can calm ourselves down, we have more of an ability to help the kids we love calm down too. And sometimes that includes doing our own work, taking our own deep breaths, separating from the kids for the moment just to help ourselves settle so we can help them settle too. As we're thinking about being on the road to becoming more healthy ourselves. I think we're going to lead our kids in that way. And one of the biggest things that I talk about with parents and with kids is this voice we all have in the back of our heads that says, 
you're not good enough, you're not capable, you really messed that up, something bad's about to happen, you know, worst case scenario, critical thoughts, when we can separate that voice out from our own, I think we can work with it a lot better. It reduces its power. And so I will have kids give it a name like the worry monster or the worry bug, or they can even come up with their own name. I have one girl who named hers Bob. I have no idea why she picked Bob, but I loved it. And I think as adults, we can do the same. And as we kind of talk about that in front of kids, it frees them to understand themselves and interact with their worries better too. So when we say, oh man, worry has been after me today, just telling me that I didn't do something right and it was hard for me to shake the thought, but you know, I, I reframed that thought because we're working on that together. And I reminded myself, the reason that I was worried that I hurt my friend's feelings is because I really want to be a good friend and I'm getting better and better at that. And so kids are hearing us kind of narrate our own working through these issues. It helps them see we're not perfect, so they don't have to be overwhelmed by this burden of perfectionism too, that we're all working towards health together. And I think our best tool in doing this work against worry is God and the peace of God that we know transcends our hearts and minds. And so to even say, and in that moment, I really prayed and I gave it to God and I took three deep breaths and I felt different. And that's what I want you to get to do too. And so we're going to pick a verse as a family. We're going to memorize together and we're going to go back to that verse when any of us get worried. And then at dinner, we're going to come back and report how many times did you say the verse to yourself? And so when we can talk about that and live that out in front of them, I think it helps them really take God's word to heart in a way that's very different than us just teaching on it. David and I do parenting seminars all over the country, and we'll say to the room, how many of you have the Jesus Storybook Bible? And of course, you know, 85% at least of the room raises their hand, and we say, how many of you cry every time you read the Jesus Storybook Bible? Because I do. When I'm thinking about my own life, I feel like it it expresses truth in such a profound, simple, inspirational way that's that's different. You know, and I think because it's new language, it hits me fresh and because it's just the the grace that is woven throughout every single chapter and pointing us to Jesus. I don't know. It's just really anchoring in this emotional way for me. We talk about it often on the podcast as well and had the gift of having Sally on at Christmas time this past year. It's one of my favorite episodes of all time. I think I was so teary hearing her talk the whole time. It is one of the books that I'm most grateful for in my entire life. I've been counseling in Nashville, Tennessee for a long time, and we have a lot of kids from the Covenant School who come to Daystar for counseling. And so on that Monday, I got to the office not even really knowing it was still all very much unfolding. And anyway, a couple people from our office said, I've heard that they're all going to this church that's going to be the reunification center. I'm going to go and and take some water. Several of us ended up going down there. A couple of our staff members were with the kids because I do so many parenting seminars and know a lot of these parents stayed upstairs with the parents in the reunification center. I spent the day there with those parents. And then because of being, like I said, so connected to the school and speaking there several times and Catherine Koontz, who was the head of school, was a dear friend of mine. And so we just had stayed involved and they had their first parent meeting 
and asked David Thomas and myself to come and speak to the parents and just help on how do you talk to kids? What do we expect is even normal with kids? How can we help them work through it? And so as we were putting together what we wanted to talk about, our our first thought was that we wanted to end it with the passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible because, you know, when we are grieving, when we are in shock, as so many families were still at that time, I mean, just feeling the weight of so much, I think simplicity is easier to understand than obviously the complex. And so it really felt like second nature to stand up there and read the passage about every sad thing becoming untrue with those parents to say for the parents who had lost their kids and the parents who were just sitting in the grief with their own children that just feels like nothing we would ever have imagined happening. You know, to say to them, every sad thing is going to become untrue. And we get to be with Jesus again. And here's what that's going to look like in this really simple, profound way. I think felt like the most anchoring truth and hope we could offer in that moment to parents when we didn't feel like we knew what to say either. I'll be reading from a story in the Jesus Storybook Bible called Treasure Hunt. One day, Jesus was telling people about God's kingdom. God's kingdom is wherever God is king, Jesus told them. It's wherever God is in charge. It's where he fills your heart up with his forever happiness and you stop running away from him and you love him. Jesus said, coming home to God is as wonderful as finding a treasure. You might have to dig before you find it. You might have to look before you see it. You might even have to give up everything you have to get it. But being where God is, being in his kingdom, That's more important than anything else in all the world. It's worth anything you have to give up. I love that passage. I love just the idea that God's kingdom is wherever God is king. And I think even as we're talking about the covenant shooting and and all the things that are happening in our world and our culture and, and the discouragement that so easily weighs us down to remember it's wherever God is in charge and that it is his delight to fill up our heart with his forever happiness. That's such a gift. And again, that profound, simple reminder that who he is and the fact that we have this place in his kingdom, I think, can take away of our anxiety of having to think that we're in charge because we're simply not. And someone much wiser and kinder and gentler and stronger than we are is in charge. And his kingdom is coming to fruition. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello. It's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.